0: hello and welcome to the 236th episode of the slow ride podcast i am matt freezing to death in minneapolis minnesota
1: and this is spencer just sort of regular temperature in boston massachusetts
0: just regular i thought everyone on the east coast was complaining nonstop the last week about how it was probably like uh, Twelve degrees or something.
1: Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm still complaining, but I am a regular temperature.
0: Okay. Uh, okay, good. I'm okay right now. I'm inside, but I might not make it to the podcast next week. So I'm a little bummed that we don't have Tim this week. Uh, yeah, Tim w- is probably currently in Indiana. So say a little prayer for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's driving back home from Minnesota. He's up here playing hockey. Um. So he's driving home right now, so he can't be with us this weekend. It is going to be one of those Spencer, one of those weeks in Minneapolis where it is mm-hmm. negative, double digit negatives most of the week. It's one of those weeks that uh, us Minnesotans like to tell everybody about nonstop about oh, yeah. how hardy we are. But I think it just means I'm an idiot because I'm going <laughs> to go outside in it. I don't think it means I'm hardy. It just means I'm a moron.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Well. But perfect. Uh, probably a perfect week for fat biking, you know, because you can only go what, three, four miles an hour? You can't really have any wind chill with that happening.
1: That's probably true. Yeah. And you, you know, I mean, there's no such thing as bad weather, little guy, just bad clothing. So just remember that when you're out there in those <laughs> negative 60 uh, wind chills and, and all that. Just be like, ah, I just, I just wore the wrong coat. That's all.
0: Mm hmm. Well, Tim, so Tim was in town and I did see him briefly and he, uh, he looks like Tim still, but Tim being in town did remind me of the super secret Tim trick we've talked about on the podcast before. So it's not secret, which is when it's super, super cold, you slather your face in like Vaseline or oil or something. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, any part of you that's exposed, you just, you look like you, you fell in a vat of oil and you actually stay pretty warm and the maybe one of the most important things i ever learned from tim i i've known the, i've known tim what 15 16 years now and it's still this thing that i learned from him one time and he looked kind of silly when he did it that is maybe uh it's 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 the takeaway at the end of the day
1: i am not going to trust that i i <laughs> there's some i can't do it there's some logic there i get it
0: There's a lot of logic there.
1: It probably works. I mean, whales do it, right? Seals do it. It all, you know, like it makes (laughs) sense. I like
0: the thought of whales being like, hey, can I borrow a little of your blubber? And then they smear it on their nose and then they stay warm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't mean Spencer's going to do it. That's Yeah, I understand.
0: It's silly. Well, hey, maybe we should talk about cyclocross.
1: Yeah, we got some some big news. Uh, obviously, cyclocross is coming up. Um, probably the biggest sporting event in the world on uh, the weekend next weekend, by far. Mm-hmm. I would say Super
0: Bowl. Wait, what are you talking about?
1: Okay, yeah. um, but uh, I, I was thinking about it, and I don't I don't really know anything about cyclocross when it comes down to it. Do you know anything about cyclocross?
0: I know um, I know 3% more than you, so that's not very much.
1: That's not good. That's not a good no. rate. Uh, so together we know about 5% of cyclocross. So we decided uh, with, with our cyclocross expert, Tim, not here, we should uh, find a replacement. So we went out, uh, got on the old uh, uh, bat phone, and called up our wide-angle podium uh, partner show, uh cycle cross radio and uh we got bill shakin on the horn to uh to talk to us about cycle cross and what to expect next week
0: was a good plan let's do it let's talk to bill hey guys
2: how's it going pretty good
1: pretty good should i Um, I
2: say this is bill in washington dc
0: yeah you should
1: yeah that'd be good (laughs) um so tim's not here He's usually our go-to cycle cross expert. Sure. Um, true, we we've really taken a hit to our credibility a week before Worlds uh, without Tim here. Um, me and me and little guy, we're going to try to stumble through as best we could. Uh, but you know, uh, we figured we could uh, maybe try to up the game a little bit and get you on the show uh, to uh, preview Worlds and kind of recap Hugerhaya uh, and and what we could maybe expect and uh, also get some world-class opinions on some, some things our slow ride listeners need to know about.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I don't think that there's, I can do anything to replace Tim and his deep insight into cyclocross, but I will, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try my best, you know? Yeah. We had a great race in Hoogerheide today, which I think, you know, really confirmed, uh, some things we knew about what was may happen at the world championship and then through, through some other, uh, some other wrenches into the works. So it, I think it, 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 it sets up really well for next week.
1: Yeah. So I had to work today, which is not a normal thing that I do. We record on Sundays. And, um, mm-hmm. so I missed, uh, watching the men's race completely. I watched the replay of the women's race. So I do know what happened there. What do I need to know about the men's race? Like, what is going to surprise me? Anything uh, start to finish, small, large, in between?
2: Well, I think the biggest surprise is that Matthew Vanderpoel, who is off doing some training camps, did not race in France and was just making his way back and racing in his uh, dad's race, is uh, the Audrey vanderpoel race. Uh, GP, which is the Hooger haida mm. World Cup, was uh not dominating for about half the race. Even <laughs> for, even maybe for more half than the that. Race,
0: though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the thing, is like
0: the worst we can say about him is he didn't dominate until the last collapse silver, he... <laughs> silver linings. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: Okay. He looks well, human. Th- but that is a cause for excitement going into worlds, is it not? It is.
2: Uh, well, no, because yeah, it afterwards he was today. like, he said, well, you know, I had been racing cyclocross, so it took me a couple, you know, laps basically to get my feet <laughs> legs. And then after that, I felt confident yeah. and then I'm pretty confident
0: going yeah. into next That's week.
1: That's pretty much my season two. So I do understand. Yeah.
0: It was a good race, though. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, him doing training camps makes the racing more interesting because for a moment, he it seemed like he might even slip to the back of the podium even.
2: Yeah, and, and here the the most the the for the men's side, the headline of this race was that the World Cup lead was on the line, and it really yeah. it came down to whoever yeah. was going to uh, be in front between Wout Van Aert and Tone Aerts, and Tone Aerts. Was the strongest uh, rider all day until Vanderpool found his sea legs, if you will, and then just uh, yeah. basically caught him from about a 10 second deficit and then didn't really stop <laughs> stop to wait. And, and, but uh, uh, Tone okay. was able to come out on top of Wout and take home the uh-huh. overall for the World Hub, and what that meant is the happiest do you know who the happiest person at this world cup was today
1: uh sven no dang i don't know there's another cycle cross racer quick
0: two nerds two, two, two nerts no. nac- nac-
2: toners was happy but he was not <laughs> as happy <laughs> as tim merlier uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That That's true. Makes because team, huh? Tim uh, Merlier, by, since before, they have like nine potential spots or eight potential spots. They have six for the regular team. And then they also have Wout Van since he's the world championship, which was seven. Yep. And then they also have this mm-hmm. eighth spot for the world cup winner but that was also out of era, so he basically was was hogging two of those spots by him handing off one of those mm. to tone airs it opened up another selection in their regular team and that means that tim earlier made the team today
0: that's that's. Do so you think? Pe- do you think they? So many people.
1: That they, they planned that out at all? Like, was there a back back deal table, like, or backdoor <laughs> deal going on? Like this, we're used to road cycling here, where races yep. are bought and sold uh, from the breakaway all the time. Uh, does that? Do you think that comes into play? I
2: I thought there may may have been something going on, but here's here's something else I w- I want you all to to chew on. Uh, when, when we look at the preparation for this race, if you looked at what Telenet Fideo was doing in the week leading up to it, they were doing what cyclocross racers were doing. They were doing a couple of road workouts and they were also doing their, you know, their normal, like forest workouts. They were, they were mm-hmm. training like, like, like cyclocross racers. Uh, if you go on to, to Strava for this, this past week, um, here's, here's a couple a couple of rides I want to share with you from uh, January twenty fourth, a hundred and four miles and nine thousand four hundred four feet of climbing in five hours and twenty nine minutes. That would be Wild Van Aert. Uh, the, the The day before that, sixty six point one eight miles, five thousand one hundred forty eight feet of climbing. This is all I think happening in Spain. Uh, The two days before that, because he actually did go running one of those days. Uh, The day before that, 92.59 miles and 7,000 feet of climbing. Doesn't really sound like a cyclocross racer training.
1: Yeah, you know, oh. I thought I thought you were going to say Alejandro Valverde, but well, I, uh, you I, said Vayner well, I
2: did go and compare those numbers to what Nikki Terpstra was doing because I thought that'd be a good comparison, and they're they're pretty oh, yeah. similar. Except, except this past week, Terpstra was riding his mountain bike and doing like twenty mile rides.
1: Huh.
2: <laughs>
1: what do well, we take Terpstra's from that the little guy? Bet.
0: He's the seasoned vet. He knows. He's also on a French team, so the results don't need to come anymore, right?
1: Yeah, uh, that's probably true. What does it say for his um loop form, though, little guy?
0: <laughs> for terp stress? I, I don't even know if his team's invited. Are they? <laughs> that's, what that's does what, what does what it say for form? his team's
1: <laughs> um loop invite chances?
0: Yeah, they're either. I have no idea. I, okay. I don't think he'll win anything ever again, truthfully, but that's the curse of being uh, uh pretty good at at quick step. You know, Terp- okay.
2: Terpster's, Terpster's ride for today was 24.88 miles and it was uh on the trainer watching Hugra wow. It's
0: No. Interesting. Really
2: chilling.
1: Interesting. So this we've gotten to this weird place with with cyclocross, where we are now we've now come full circle where the you know we everybody likes to say the sports started uh, as a winter off season kind of training thing because it was too cold to train and Northern Europe. So they, they did weird cycle cross races to stay, stay warm and, uh, and do those harder efforts. And then, then it kind of became specialized and it, then you saw this whole crop of cycle cross racers um, because the roadies got way too soft and fragile uh, to do this training. And now we've come back around to where, we are launching pro careers out of Cyclocross, uh, you know, like Stebar and, and soon to be Wout and, you know, probably Vanderpool and who knows who else. Are we going to see more roadies? Uh, another notable one actually from today would be Lucinda Brandt coming from the roadside and using Cyclocross as this plat, you know, platform to springboard into the Spring Classics. Is this going to become more regular?
0: Yes
2: on the men's Did- side i'm i don't know it'll be interesting to see i think you're definitely going to get uh, maybe you know i mean it who knows? Is is like the the team EF, you know, uh, everybody going to race everything now thing, going to move over to cyclocross as well in a serious way? It might. I mean, I, I think you got guys like Pitcock, too, who the reason mm-hmm. that he left Telenet Fidea and started his own team was so that he could, you know, have both a cyclocross and a road career. So I think that I think that's definitely there. You know, we've always looked at the men not doing it as much because they didn't have the financial incentive that the women did because they're not making sure. as much on any of these disciplines. Mm-hmm. So they all, uh, you know, do as much as they can and, you, you know, and you have these, you've had these triple threats in the past, like, uh, Pauline from and Yolanda yeah. Neff this year. And then yeah, Lucinda Brand mm-hmm. is just, you know, she kind of sent a message today and you look yeah. at the world's course compared to the Hoogerheide course, and it's, it's going to be similar conditions. You know, it's a lot of up and downs. It's a lot of running. It's a lot of scary off cambers. So I think she's, uh, she's looking pretty good come next week.
1: Yeah. She, it's, uh, It's hard to choose between all of the Dutch women right now uh, for who is the favorite for worlds. Yeah.
2: And it's even, you can't even go back to the last time that they raced in Denmark on this track uh, at the end of uh, 2017. You know, there you had Sane Kant winning, but she's beating Helen Wyman, you know, and it's just a whole nother list of characters there. No Lucinda Mm -hmm. Brand, no. Uh, no Mariana Voss. The, the one person who did really well in there and also is looking good today that I think may be a, a dark horse to consider would be Katie Keogh. She ended up on the podium... Mm-hmm in Denmark in 2017 and after today's race was saying, Hey, I was racing aggressively. I was going after, yep. I was taking chances that I don't think I, you know, was taken in the past. So I think, I think she's definitely, I think between her and Compton, we, we have, we have some mm-hmm. good opportunities on the U S
1: side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Look, did you, you caught both the races today? I assume.
0: I only caught highlights of the women's. I had to sleep Okay. In
1: it was a uh well you're a new dad so i i understand that i'll give you a pass new um two
0: years man two years
1: you're brand new dad it's all new to you scheduling yeah. is tough i get it yes. um it's crazy little Tom Boonin Tom is he's got a he's got to train you know early so mm-hmm. or late maybe so you have to sleep in where you can um it's kind of all Anyway like, I, I like nice. Yeah, like I said, I, I caught the replay of this race. It was a it was a pretty good women's race. Uh, it could have gone a lot of different directions, pretty much all the way up until the last lap, um, and even then, it would have only been a uh, an ill timed mechanical or or, or fall um, could have still changed things. Uh, Compton looking very very good, like you just said, Bill. Katie Keo right up there, sixth place. Um, all of the usual suspects. Uh, riding pretty well. Um, I don't think there's anybody that you could say really uh, didn't come through at all. Um, maybe Anne Marie Verst had a worse day than you might have expected. Maybe a few people like five, ten spots back from where they were. But it's hard to say. The week before Worlds, who's trying to conserve a little bit and and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think Sonny,
2: Sonny Khan is still that wild card. You
1: just. Don't know. she is. You and and so this is kind of what I'm driving at, I guess, is that you can never count Sonicant out of worlds ever. And you can never count Katie Compton out from worlds ever. Like, even if she's been finishing twelfth and thirteenth all year, like she knows how to put it together for worlds. And one thing I noticed during the feed, uh Aunt Macrosson, who's the commentator, uh mentioned um, he was, you know, kind of excited about Katie Keo and Katie Compton both being up there and noting that USAC changed the date of nationals to December. And that makes it easier for our elite racers to hang out over in Europe and not have to fly back and forth a couple extra times and allows them to train a little better. Do you think that played a big part in today and will play a big part in worlds? Or is that just kind of, a uh, A nice story but it they're gonna they're gonna have it together regardless
2: well i i think for for compton having spent so many time so much time in europe it it, it's not as i don't think nationals really was a factor i think the biggest factor for compton is the weather that it's now Mm -hmm. cold and it's frozen and her allergies are not bothering her and i think that's that is like the her biggest achilles heel right now is anytime those allergies start start acting up she goes from having a great race to to falling back so you know if we get up in in denmark and it's snowing and it's it's a heavy race i think that puts her right at the top of the favors along with kant who also loves those conditions as opposed to and i may be you know this may be blasphemy but i I don't Uh think i don't think mariana voss rides as well in really heavy conditions. And I think we saw a little bit of that today, although she just said she didn't have the legs. I I think that if you looked like the Pont Chateau course, which was just fast and all out, that's where we're going to see her. You look at that trek course. That's where we see her just like be able to to take off. But when there's a little more mud, a little more on and off the bike, that's where I think the rest of the field is able able to equalize her her
1: advantage. So, little guy, let's get into predictions. Worlds is right around the corner. Uh, we're gonna do um, your predictions uh, for the top spots in the men's and women's elite races. I'm not gonna oh. put you through the U23s because I'm guessing, like myself, we're not well enough versed can, uh, to really. Can I get say into one that. one
2: thing? Just a uh, really cool yeah. point about the uh, U23 women's race today. Did you all see the uh, Pontchateau World Cup? Or at least the highlights of the crashes in the women's field, or sort of that horrific crash where the woman who went basically over the top after running into the into the post and then had to give the forearm mm-hmm. shiver to the uh to the medic who was like trying to take her off the course. Yeah, that was uh Yera <laughs> Yeah, Cat- I saw that. Yeah, so that's uh Yara Castellin. Uh, she ended up winning today the U twenty three race. Oh. so and she's one that's not always on the tip of people's tongues when it comes to uh being at the top of the field for the u23 women you know she was when she crashed in the french world cup she was in the top six and then coming in here you know being the top u23 ahead of clara hansinger which is awesome but that's definitely um one of these uh Younger, younger names that maybe not everybody. That's a that's a hot tip for you as far as the U 20 women.
1: Well, we like yeah. the rumors. Yeah. Um. One other thing, one amazing thing about the women's race today in Hoogerheide that I I can't believe I didn't touch on until now. Um, the sprint, the literal sprint in the women's race for sixteenth place by fan of the show, friend of the show, personal best friend of the show, <laughs> Eva yeah. Lechner was absolutely incredible. Uh mm-hmm. she at some point in the last quarter of a lap broke her chain. Oh, that's right. That's right. And mm-hmm. literally sprinted on foot with her bike across the line to maintain 16th place where she had been riding for the last couple laps. Huge, huge dedication mm-hmm. to the 16th place and the slow ride podcast. True professional. Um yep. Eva, you know, if you're listening, good job.
0: No, true professional.
1: Not to
2: take away from that, but on the men's side, did you see the sprint for ninth place? No. Who got ninth? Holy cow. Francis Moray. Oh, looking yeah. Like, yeah. Like he did <laughs> 10 years ago, <laughs> you're right, just you're right. in the drops. All out, just like it's a freaking zero stage, just crushing it and pulling, pulling away from uh, Tom Mason and Dieter Van Tornout and Tim Merlier, who are probably all like, "What are we doing here?" And just crushed, just, <laughs> just showed them clean, clean pair of wheels going away and taking that
0: ninth place for the old man. Do you know where Moray started? Because I feel like the whole race, he he was in the twenties for a while, wasn't he? Like he must well, he have was, had a pretty he was wearing, far back start. He
2: was wearing bib thirty okay
0: so okay. you figure he was like fourth row fourth fifth row yeah so he made up a lot of ground yeah so it can be done I mean there's your dark horse for top five at Worlds <laughs> he's another one you never he know he always
1: comes out of the woodwork for Worlds well
0: once or twice <laughs> a year he has a good ride and then he disappears again yeah um That when I saw him come across the line that was the time I turned to the rest of the family and was like hey look somebody older than me <laughs> 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 which i'm not actually even sure of i should probably double check that we might be the same age but uh, he's probably not enough. Enough. he's
2: racing racing age 39 yes older than me
0: nice <laughs>
1: uh excellent
0: um all right little guy okay well i'm gonna i got a prediction but i gotta ask bill a question first bill yeah. okay. uh where was michael van torn out today is he what happened is he around was he, he not in the race? Uh, food what poisoning food, poison, food poisoning okay yeah this okay, food poisoning. So that changes Perfect. my predictions for next week.
1: He's, he's losing a little weight for worlds. This yeah, is,
0: this is a classic roadie uh, move. If there's one rider in the cross seat, and he can't <laughs> afford to lose any weight. Um, he is. Ar- I'm already surprised when he's hanging on the wheel of Wout. Um, it's like, how is that possible? Right. <laughs> he weighs a a fourth of his weight because you know Wout's so heavy. I'm gonna say Vanderpool wins. Toon gets second. Okay. Wild gets third. It's gonna be just like today. And then Vantornaut will get fourth or fifth or something. Interesting. I would have put Vantornaut higher up, but if he just spent the weekend having food poisoning, I'm gonna assume he's gonna be a little underpowered next week.
1: Okay. So little guy, uh, I'm gonna put you further on the spot. How mm. how does that podium play out? Like what what is the race, how does it develop? Is this uh everybody riding solo? Is there a group sprint? Like what no. what happens it's
0: it's i think it's gonna be standard i think vanderpool's got it together this year he's just gonna he's gonna do a standard vanderpool he's gonna go off the okay. front about uh three-fourths of the way through the first lap and that's that's it and we'll get a little battle for a okay. second and Wow will look a little overgeared the whole race and a little like, <laughs> okay. like he's not quite he just doesn't quite have the top end and he'll lose tunes wheel and uh and then you know you'll pan back four minutes to see like Vandahar and the rest of the Telenet team all riding together.
1: Okay. All right. So here's I'll give you my prediction and then we will go to our expert to see which prediction is more believable.
2: Okay. Oh, I like that. Uh,
1: all right. So I am going to go with the podium of Wout Van Aert in first. <laughs> Craziness. Uh, two Nerts in second. Oh, wow. And Vanderpool in third, uh, looking dejected. Um, I think the race will play out very similarly to, uh, what little guy said. Uh, Vanderpool will go off the front, probably in the first quarter of a lap. (laughs) Um, he's actually going to be really, really, uh, confident. And the sensations are going to be very good. And he's going to go, he's just going to go hog wild out there. It's, it's going to be a little bit embarrassing for everyone but he is going to send it just a little too hard on one of the corners or hills or downhills or something in a classic 2017 Vanderpool style and just take himself kind of out of the lead it's Possible, and he's not going to lose a ton of time, but it'll lose like 30 seconds and uh, that'll give tune and Wout enough time to get past and get an insurmountable gap and, um, Vanderpool ride back from like 13th place all the way up to third, but won't make it. And uh, Wout will dispatch Tune in the last half lap to take the victory yet again.
0: All right. All right. All right. It's possible. So,
2: I, yeah, I, I, I like this. So, I'm not going to actually give my own predictions because people nope. can go and hear that on Cyclocross Radio, which will be coming out probably a day yeah. after. This drops. But the the quite before I decide on who whose predictions are (laughs) are closer to reality, Spencer, I need to know. Now you know that Niels Albert is no longer Mm -hmm. associated with Wout. Wout's Wout's Lone Wolf. He's out on his own. Mm -hmm. Is there a we may have snow. So we could have cold frozen conditions. Is there a green tire equivalent that comes out for this race? Mm.
1: This, this could be the, no, I don't think Wout has the green tires. I think they were Nils's tires. I think they stay with Nils. They live in Nils's basement (laughs) until needed. Um, he has a climate-controlled humidor down there that he keeps all his tires in. I'm sure. I think what happens is Audrey Vanderpool, with the psychological blow, comes out with some green tires and gives them to Vanderpool to strike fear into Wout. Uh, but mm. it all goes awry as I uh, explained earlier, um, and that's how green tires will come into play.
0: interesting it's possible i think he could still get him from albert i mean albert's albert probably needs the cash
2: man i i um i like this i I like this theory a lot i i i am i am almost (laughs) i am almost convinced that that this is uh that you may have something here and you know you can never you can never vote against against Wout when it comes when it comes to rainbow stripes but I I think I think I gotta lean toward towards little guy on this one. I think that, that Vanderpol is gonna take this win, and and then he's gonna follow up on on his his uh, his ask from Win Masters, and he's gonna be racing downhill in a couple months.
1: Interesting. Okay,
0: really? I was gonna say he's gonna win this, and then maybe a kind of quiet spring until he wins Amstel Gold.
2: You know, the, <laughs> the thing with the downhill part is that he could still do like the full road training and then just sort of skip over for the uh for the downhill. It'll be good. It'll be good like off days for him.
0: He's yeah. he's not even human. There's no way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Uh big question. This one you can't answer, Bill. Uh who is our prediction for a sixteenth place at Worlds in the men's elite race? Men's elite sixteenth
2: place. I I'm going with I, I always look at I like the, the the competition that I like is the competition between all of the the lesser siblings.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah.
2: kind of you know the that's other Swix, the other Van Turnouts, you know. Um and so in that line I, I David Vanderpoel sixteenth place. Although I think he's, <sighs> he's probably gonna be higher. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm going to say Boros.
1: Nice. Ooh, interesting. Uh, I am going to take a fall from grace. Uh, something will happen. Flat tire mechanical. I don't know, but I'm going to go with a dark horse for 16th place. Lars Vanderhaar mm, all the way down in call. 16th place.
0: Yeah. Mm, bunny hopping mishap.
1: Bunny hopping mishap could be maybe some stabs. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to the,
2: uh, can I say the <laughs> one, the one disappointing thing about, uh, having worlds in Denmark for the men's elite is that Simon Andreasen is in South Africa training with the specialized team for mountain bike and not able to relive his glory of beating Ellie ezerbeat a few years ago and getting the junior world championship. So that's, you know, you would think he'd come back for the, for the, for the home <laughs> fans and, and race in and worlds sure yeah just to rub it in yeah i don't think he's raced on a cyclocross bike since winning that that since world so, championship yeah. but you know
1: that's that's just uh mean you know <laughs> <laughs> all right let's uh let's move on to the women's elite race uh little guy uh do you have a podium prediction and race uh play out scenario thought up dreamed up for uh, the women's race
0: I think uh, Voss and Brand are going to get away together halfway through the race, okay. and duke it out. I think Brand will come out on top, and I think you'll kind of have a scrum uh, for that third podium spot. And I, w- I want to say Katie Compton, but I think Sane will do it because I think it'll be a it'll be a heavy enough race she'll she'll sit on the wheel longer and then spring okay. this the attack at the last minute.
1: All right, so the podium you're saying is Brand, Kant, no, Compton? No, Brand, Voss, and then Sonic. Oh, right, Sonic. sorry. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's pretty good. Okay, here's my podium. Sonic, Kant, as the winner. Katie Compton, second you're just, place.
0: You're, you're really in the vintage feel tonight.
1: Oh, wait, it gets better. Okay. Carolyn Money in third place. Oh, <laughs> oh wow.
0: <geez>. Wow. <laughs> so what is all her right. highest finish been this year? Like probably 16th maybe? I mean not throwing yeah, anything. Yeah, probably. Her, but, um all right. Well, as the only uh one of any of those women I've ever ridden with, uh she's certainly really strong.
1: So. Yes. She is very strong. She is uh, uh, she's a bull in a China shop, and she can also put it together. All three of these women could put it together for worlds. We've seen it before. Uh, and I predict we will see it again next week. Um, obviously, Katie Compton will have a not a poor start, but not a great start and be back in like eighth or ninth place yeah. in a group containing Carolyn Money. She will then bridge across diesel engine style, towing along Money and maybe a couple others who will eventually get dropped off the pace. And, um... Uh... Con- will, you know, have been off the front dispatching everyone along the way. Um... And that's how that's gonna play out.
0: Alright. Uh, so
1: basically, replay
2: of last year except that, uh, Compton comes out on top.
1: Uh... Or are you saying no, Sonny wins? Sunny is going to win. So, okay. So yeah. Same, as much as I do same, want just Compton another
2: another year of almost but not quite there, two years in a row for Compton. It's
1: yeah. As much as my heart wants Katie to pull it off, pull off the big one. I. It's hard to looking at the body of work. It is hard to say that she will not finish second place.
2: Well, yeah. hopefully by getting her some of the uh, wide-angle podium arrow pins. We can yes. uh, we can give her that advantage. We can we can give her that plus uh, plus eight uh, advantage yep. by one 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 point per pin.
1: Yep. I think that's going to be huge. Yeah, she's well. One thing that she's you know she's very well prepared for worlds every year, but one thing she's never had are wide angle podium arrow pins.
2: So that that will be my mission, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to complete it.
1: Perfect. <laughs> All right. So we need a uh, judgment on these two podium predictions. Wait, did, so w- was was Kant winning both? No, li- little guy had Bryant, Brandt, Brand, Brand, uh, Brand. Voss, Voss. Voss. Yeah, all right. Yep. Um, I. I, I mm. <laughs> it's
2: oh, it's man, right the again, same though. thing, you know. Like you, you all have really like Matt has gone with the picks that that are it, have have some. <laughs> have some actual like, merit uh, arguments <laughs> that he can make yep. behind that uh, for the uh-huh. uh, how the season has gone and you've kind of gone with uh, hey what has happened in the past you know and it, despite <laughs> the arguments has, has turned around and happened you know like mm. while winning again Sonny Kant, where she doesn't look like she's ever going to win a world championship comes through and wins so man mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's, uh...
0: Is it I'm, going a Dutch sweep? With, I'm going
2: i'm going with spencer on this one i'm going oh. with spencer i think i lucinda brand i man i think she's gonna i think she's really really got a great chance of, of pulling it off but somehow somehow man. son is gonna do it
0: really oh. all right all right excellent but that's well, not my prediction. my prediction my prediction will happen on uh on, yeah. on cyclocross radio yeah, yeah you might think right. something totally well, different
1: i'm gonna have to tune in for that yeah. to see uh See who, uh, who was actually closer to the mark, because now I'm really curious. So b- before I go, I, I wanted to uh, ask you
2: all if you s- so Klaus Van Tornout was one of our favorites for years mm-hmm. and, and so retired last season, but has not given up the bike. I- I- I'm curious if either of you saw what he was doing while all of his former um, colleagues were racing Hugerheide. No,
0: no, don't. I don't know. He
2: was racing. I don't know if it was a fat bike, but it Uh, was. They uh, were. They were still big. They were still big. He was doing a beach race on his mountain bike today in the the beach, like full on winter beach race. Those are the best.
0: Those are so weird. Not sure
2: where he finished, but looked like he was having fun doing
0: it. Well, that's good. He didn't look like he was having fun the last couple years of his cyclocross career. So I'm glad he's enjoying (laughs) this time on the bike. he looked kind of demoralized uh, um cool those, those he, beach race this beach was, race thing we really need to look into i mean we've like talked about it a little bit but i it just it looks like yeah. actually a lot of fun um and just it looks so
1: cool i don't i don't know where a beach is anywhere near me that's long enough to have an awesome race on it but it looks incredible it looks so fun mm-hmm.
2: this was this one was in a uh, dune if, if you ever make it out there, ah, I'm, I'm going to put it on my, there. uh,
0: yeah, spring. <laughs> it's when <I> go
1: there. <laughs> I'll put it on my agenda. Um, uh, oh, awesome. Boy. Well, Thanks, I think you've given us uh, a lot to, uh, think about here and, uh, uh, you know, we've, we're probably going to reconsider a lot of the choices we've made here tonight, uh, based on your feedback, mm-hmm. uh, Bill, we appreciate you being on the show uh as always um if anybody has not checked out cyclocross radio or cyclocross television head on over to wideanglepodium.com and do so right away you are missing out.
0: Yeah. And I look forward to tuning in later in the week and hearing you echo my predictions from today. It, it may it may happen. Thanks guys, appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Man.
1: All right, talk to you later. Bye.
0: All right, that was good talking to Bill. Now on to the Michael Matthews segment of the podcast. Oh, actually, where we talk about uh, training camps. He's probably in San Juan. I gotta, I gotta bust
1: in here one quick second, little guy. Before we get to the big, big, big bling Matthews news, we've got to go to a preem lap. All right. met and
0: I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. All right, who are we doing this pre-lap for this weekend? Before we can get back to Michael Matthews' news.
1: All right, the uh, the pre-lap this week presented by Michael Matthews, blingmatthews.com. I'm sorry, um, is uh, presented by longtime wide-angle podium. Uh, supporter and partner Grimper Brothers Coffee. Uh GrimperBrothers.com uh has been making delicious high-end uh coffee beans for years and years and years now and from the very beginning they have been supporting cycling all across the board from uh from supporting Helen Wyman to supporting Amanda Nauman to supporting uh, all kinds of different teams and and causes. And they also support the Wide Angle Podium Network. And we've got two different blends uh, out there um, that you can pick up and brew up in the morning and uh, enjoy while you listen to your podcast in the car on the way to work. Uh, It is a way to calm yourself and also make yourself more agitated at the same time, which is, you know... (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. It's not a lot of punch.
1: Yeah. Not a lot of people can offer that. Um, so mm-hmm. you can head to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee, and that'll take you over to Grimper Brothers site, uh, to both the blends. We have the full Schleck, um, which was our original light roast. And we've got Hello Cyclocross Friends, which is an espresso blend that is super delicious. That's been what I've been working on, uh, for the last four or five days now. Uh, Makes sense, it, it's the season. Yeah, it is very tasty. I uh, I am not usually a fan of uh, darker roasts and espressos, um, but I do really like this one, and uh, you know, I've been making it in the old French press, and uh, it's awesome, so. That's
0: good. Good, good way to uh, get yourself prepped for Worlds next weekend.
1: I know. I gotta wake up early, and uh, you know, I missed it this morning uh at Hoogerheide. Uh but uh you know, next week is the big show. I'm gonna I gotta yeah, be on top of it. it. I gotta have those beans uh ready to go in the morning and uh you know be ready to live tweet, tweet storm, uh Instagram, Snapchat, the whole thing yeah. uh all at once. Uh all my, you know, live instantaneous reactions and I can't do that without a full glass of the full schleck or hello psychocross friends.
0: Good plan? I don't know if anybody can. Everybody should probably uh, make sure they get their coffee game in order before next weekend.
1: Right. And, uh, of course, as you just heard uh, from Bill uh, from CycleCross Radio and Cyclocross Television, um, he is part of the Wide Angle Podium Network, which is what we are part of. Uh, It is a family of shows. It is really the only place on the internet that you can find top tier high quality independent cycling media or entertainment um we are you know it's not your your daily news site or anything like that but it is where you go when you're really a cycling fan it is chock full of great uh content uh like bike shop cx where they'll tell you how to fix your bike they got a whole show about stems this week little guy stems nice do you have, do you ha- how much that's... do you have to say about stems?
0: I, I, I don't know, I don't think I have a whole episode, so they're obviously <laughs> smarter than me,
1: yeah, obviously. And uh, we've also got the gravel lot, uh, they're interviewing um, all kinds of uh, people in and out of the cycle as uh, a cycling scene. Um, they've got a big show dropping this week as well, I know, uh, that they're super excited about. They've done shows with. With Bill, Uh, if you enjoyed our conversation with him, um, you can check out more uh, over on the Gravel Lot. We've also got the Consummate Athlete and all kinds of other shows. So head over to WideAnglePodium.com to check that stuff out. And if you feel like becoming a member, that would be amazing because you would help support this show and all the other ones.
0: Definitely cool. All right, all right. Let's get back to the show and uh, see if we got any email. Going on. This is Jeremy Powers, and you're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Uh, let's see, we got a couple emails this week. We got a few, I think we should probably save until Timmy comes back. They're more okay Tim specific, but we got one. I think we should get to this week. Okay. Um. Uh, JB over at the Alma GP. Sent us an email just titled, Four-Door Porsche Equivalent? Question mark. Mm. It says, Hey y'all, on the last episode, little guy dutifully noted that some of the nicest Colnagos ever raced were clad with Durace 9-speed goodness, including those of both teams, Rabobank and Mape. That had me wondering, what's the bike equivalent of the four-door Porsche? would a late nineties <sighs> Colnago Nago equipped with first generation SRAM force qualify as a four door. <laughs> that's terrible. Or would it be more like an eBay Moto bacon equipped with super record and for super real alto. Ooh, it's hard to say rims, possibly a Bianchi Ellos set up with micro shift and a black clincher wheel set.
1: Whew. Mm, that's brutal.
0: Uh, that is brutal. Um, from jb and he also says ps we'd love for you all to join us at the first annual alma glen gravel ramble gravel tour on june 8th which i do not know anything about yet i'll have to look into that the alma guys always throw good events um (laughs) and it's it's a sandy part of the world so it's it's probably some good gravel
1: yeah you've probably got the most uh uh, best chance of getting over to Michigan for that. So maybe we'll leave that one up to you to, to report on if it, if you could pull it together, maybe that's a good one there. for uh, Tom Boone and Tom Boone to make his racing uh,
0: debut. That would be sweet. I would like to do a gravel ride with him in the in the little seat. Okay. Um, so we so so this you, is yeah, an important bike-wise.
1: question. Yeah, this is a big one and I, I kind of have my ideas, but I'm curious what you think?
0: I, I, it's hard f- after he mentioned the motobicon with the super record. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for me to get beyond that image in my mind because I do see, especially there used to be those Thai. Oh yeah, uh motobicons like even like you know like separate. It was the mountain bikes, but we'd go to like local mountain bike races, and people would have those Thai motobicons. Um, And you know, have some nice XTR or something on it, but it still was like a questionable eBay Motobicon. And you're like, who made this? Where? Which like questionable Chinese factory did this come out of? Right, Um, right. But also, it was a sweet Thai bike, and it was cool. So it felt it does feel a little like a four door Porsche.
1: Yeah. So I think. I I'm gonna have uh, you might disagree with me here, little guy, and I don't want to I don't want to offend you,
0: but you insult one of my bikes.
1: <laughs> no, well, no, not one of your bikes, but maybe your Porsche sensibilities. But what I what I want to say is is I feel like uh, this is hard to say.
0: Are we gonna litigate like, front engine, rear engine, or something? This is gonna uh, go on for the rest of the time.
1: I feel like we're not giving the four door porsche enough respect
0: are we talking about the <laughs> which one's here because uh, uh
1: here's here's the thing here, now hear thing. me out hear yeah. me out it's still a yeah. porsche
0: yeah kind of sort of but like it's part i mean this it's, it's this ugly is an argument that could like take up an entire podcast and <laughs> yeah. make us lose all our all of our cycling. listeners yeah Listeners, but it's part of the larger Volkswagen Audi group, which means it's just an Audi.
1: <laughs> sure, but it's still a Porsche. Kind like, of, it's, maybe, but... <laughs> it's still really nice. It may not be the Porsche you want, but it's going to outdrive 98% of what's out on the road. Yeah. And I, I don't like them. They're not for me. This is why I think yeah. the four-door Porsche of the of Bikes is going to be. And this also pains me to say. It's going to be a wheelier equipped with Campagnolo <laughs> and Ursus wheels. Something weird that you don't like, which is mm-hmm. basically the bike that Pippo passato has been riding for the last several years. He's yeah. been driving a four door Porsche in the Peloton.
0: Mm-hmm. I could see that. I, w- I would, I, I guess I would think the, the wheeler immediately to me, that's a Maserati. <laughs>
1: Also, I would also accept that. That's yeah.
0: You know, I'm like, I'm sure that's very luxurious and 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 fast and all that. But also, um, I don't know. Just it doesn't it doesn't feel right. Like a uh, a real Maserati <laughs> should break down at least once a day. <laughs> sure, sure. And so, I, I, if your Maserati doesn't break down, you're not actually driving a Maserati. You're yeah. just driving. I don't know who owns so, Maserati.
1: As long as or, we can. I as long as we can all agree that a Canon deal equipped with SRAM ETap is the Tesla of the Peloton, I think we will be fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much is the Tesla of the Peloton. <laughs> right. is, that's, um, that's cool. Yeah.
1: So speaking of bikes, little guy, I am going to shoot you over a link here because it is time. We have not done okay. this in quite some time. It is time for uh, an eBay watch corner um what's on your ebay watch list because i've got something that's been on my ebay watch list and i just can't shake it
0: Uh, um all right i just sent this over to you you just sent it over to me oh man my ability to navigate skype is being questioned on air (laughs) (laughs) very very uh Oh, Well, okay. while you figure oh, out your no. technical
1: difficulties, I'm going to explain what you're looking at here to the audience. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: you explain while I try to digest this.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on. So, what I've been oh watching intently wow. is an independent fabrications mountain bike uh, that is 26-inch wheels. It is mm-hmm. cantilever brakes. It is uh, incredible. Um, it is
0: incredible. I'll give you that. Wow.
1: Now, I yeah. have... In my possession already, one of my fleet is an independent uh, fabrications mountain bike made for 26-inch wheels. Mine has disc brakes, uh, and I've put 27.5 inch wheels in it, and it works fine. Th- this bike, on the other hand, is cantilever brake, a little older, um, but it's got a glorious uh, kind of salmon and neon green paint job. Um, it is decked out with purple anodized Bits and pieces everywhere, including the Cook Brothers cranks and some incredible tri-spoke wheels. Little guy,
0: reactions. The tri-spokes, man. I so the problem is I don't like tri-spokes. I hate looking at them. Um, so my first thought was horror, <laughs> and but 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 um, as I look closer, mm-hmm. yeah, it's great. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. Um
1: and the wheels are the easiest thing to change.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Um
1: <laughs> So the the catch with this uh listing on eBay which uh really gets me, really kind of irks me. I'm blowing this up right now on our podcast. So this Price guy is, right, dude. is probably going to sell hard. this bike. Well, this is it. Is you pictured a complete bike, but you're only selling the frame?
0: Are you serious? Yeah. I, oh, that's lame!
1: I hate when people do that.
0: I hate that too. This frame is right incredible, incredible, and, like, this, is and this build
1: is incredible, and it deserves to be preserved as such. I think, and I think it's a crime to show a, a complete bike when you're only selling the frame. Uh, but so, yeah,
0: like you said, the Cook Cook brother cranks mm-hmm. uh, Kuka water bottle that match. So purple cranks, purple water bottle. It's got the Odyssey Black Widow. I think flat yeah. pedals on it, which are yep. sick. Um, are those machine works canties on there this is the trouble too is because they're only selling frames so they're not like telling you what all the other stuff is um those those canties are like i don't i can't even fully identify them it's got the cool <laughs> peace sign yep. uh, cable hangers that are uh blue sh- like kind of a tealish blue but yeah you can't go wrong with teal and purple on a bike from the 90s um -hmm even the nicest thing, too, is that not the nicest thing. I'm sorry, I should take that back. But a nice, <laughs> yes. a nice touch is that so the, um, the lettering for independent fabrications is like high vis yellow. Yep. And then, and then with a green, a neon green background. Well, then it looks like the cable housing is like green to match. Yes. And then the, um, the little cable ends are purple anodized to match. Oh. So like, they really, I mean, this is this is about as 90s of a build yes. as you can get. The attention
1: um, to detail is incredible. I understand why he wanted to post pictures of the complete bike. I get it. But uh, yeah. it's kind of the a criminal crime to, uh, <laughs> to do this. No, no,
0: it totally is. Because um, I want
1: the whole bike.
0: Yeah, because so when you uh, yeah, I thought it was full bike. And I was kind of wondering why you hadn't pulled the trigger. Because at that price. I would have.
1: Absolutely yeah. would have. Uh, it's at a bite now 499 uh $499. Um somebody in Columbus, Ohio has an incredible bike and uh they should not be selling this bike. They should be riding it every day uh with different wheels. Um but that uh that's going to wrap up my eBay corner. Uh what's on your eBay watch list corner uh for the week? I just had to get this one out. I've I've been keeping Whoa. it secret for far too long
0: for kind of no reason lately i've been doing a lot of um ebay searches just for 531 reynolds tubing which brings up a lot of nice vintage road bikes which is kind of what i haven't been pulling the trigger on it but um the prices are good and i know because nobody wants uh you know an older road bike anymore because the fixie craze has died down enough and everybody wants to run bigger tires now so nobody wants a bike that you can only maybe fit 28s on. Uh, but part of me is really uh, excited about the fact that all these nice older Reynolds frames are available at mm-hmm. reasonable prices again. And like track bikes too. So I've been looking at just kind of a random assortment. Though now I'm looking at the guy who's selling this independent fabrications bike. <laughs> and he's got some, some reupholstered seats from a Mark I Rabbit. Uh, that are done in sort of an orange crush color. Um, and it's kind of hideous and kind of really cool. Okay. <laughs> Just well, like his bike. But no, th- th- wrap your head around that. He had a mountain true. bike that matched his seats. Oh. And he's he's obviously deciding to go a different way in life. He
1: was probably the coolest guy with all the coolest stuff in 1996.
0: I mean, he's also selling a neon pink GT Performer frame. But huh. it's a newer one. It's it's like a reissue. It's not.
1: That's probably what bought for his kid, and that's why he's got to sell uh, all these bikes and stuff uh, because yeah. he's probably got a second one on the way. What a bummer. Yeah. But, what a bummer.
0: But, yeah, I've been looking at vintage road bikes, and it's, it's kind of a silly thing because, really, do I need another road bike? No. no. Do I ride my road bike that I have? No. Do I ride my <laughs> other road bike that I have? Not that much. Uh, do I need... A third road bike? No, because I have an extra road bike frame in my basement that's yeah. made out of five three one Reynolds. So what am I doing? Yeah, but that's what eBay's for, right? It's for um, it's true silly dreams, and especially when things start coming down in price like this, it's like
1: well, here's the thing: is the classic rule, right? The N plus one uh, bike equation that you should always yep. be adding uh, a new bike to the stable, no matter what.
0: Yeah. Well, I added two bikes last year. 20, 2018 was a uh, uh, a lot of bikes for me because it had been a long time since I'd added anything. So I added the full suspension mountain bike. Oh, yeah. The Orbea. And then I added my weird Schwamigan bike, which was kind of not really adding a bike because I had 85% of it already in my basement. Yeah, you just but
1: Frankensteined it, was, it. You brought it to life. It was,
0: but it ended up being a bike i really like and i and i thought i would just maybe like throw it you know, away at the end but little i guy. like it
1: when you think about it frankenstein wasn't the monster he was the doctor
0: <laughs> it's tr- it's true <laughs> it's true
1: <laughs> yeah think about it think it's about true it. i
0: should have i should have called you on um, that. i shouldn't i shouldn't let that I go over first yeah <laughs>
1: um so while most people uh yourself included are um n plus oneing out there i've been n minus oneing little guy and mm-hmm. i i don't know uh, i don't know how i feel about it. i'm a little torn i'm a little still heartbroken this is a recent separation um yeah i haven't yeah. told you yet
0: you haven't uh, you. what did you get rid of you had but
1: i uh i sold my uh i sold my richie swiss cross
0: oh okay you you've kind of slightly had that on the market for a while um
1: yeah, it's gone it left my life
0: really so maybe I won't ask you how much but um not enough it, so this frame had some slight structural damage
1: it had a it had a pretty good dent in it yeah. uh, from a, from a fall that I had yeah. yeah um but otherwise in great shape um okay. Really nice uh, steel is real. That's why I could handle the uh, the blow um, to the tube. Um, you know, Altegra ten speed, like pretty well, like pretty well used, but still completely working and, and rideable. Um, in decent condition. So you, sent, so,
0: so you sold it complete. You didn't keep the group to go on some other thing. Didn't you have a seven frame kicking around no. for a while? No. I,
1: I did have a seven frame kicking around. I also kicked that out the door a while ago, though. Oh, wow. Never never even built that one up.
0: (laughs) No, okay. I thought you were going to take the stuff from the Richie and move it to the seven, but wow, neither. So now you're down to one cross bike? Just the one cog? That's free to ride all the time, though, right? I've
1: got, yeah, I currently just have the one cog, which is also up on the (laughs) chopping block. Wow, wow. But I'm putting all my eggs in the squid basket. I've got to get that bike built up for the springtime. Uh, Um, So I've got that one coming. So there are some replacements, but I'm a little heartbroken. It's tough to sell a bike, little guy. Like, it's not. I mean, it's hard to, like, list things and go through the process and haggle and whatever and get it sold and then box it up and ship it, whatever. But it's also just emotionally hard to separate yourself from a bike that has given you so many good times.
0: I I hundred percent agree. I I still think of some of my old bikes sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have some regrets.
0: Uh, no, I mean no. Well, yeah, I do. I guess I I I regret that I sold that uh Concorde frame that I had, um, because I didn't get oh, yeah. that much for it at the time. That was like that um, was, was a kind of ding. Yeah, it was kind of dinged up, but it was uh, actually I just. I should have kept it I don't know what I was going to do with it. But as I've become more into older road bikes, again and like <laughs> cycled around in my, in my bike, what I want for bikes. That's, that's one that, that I'm like, Oh man, I should have kept it. Whereas I had a uh, Dave Moulton, but it didn't really fit me. So it made sense that I sold that, even though that was sure. definitely the nicest thing I've ever owned. And sure. I had a uh, Racine which was the wackiest thing I'd ever owned, The Ghibli, um, but also I never rode it and it was also maybe size wise, not quite right for me. And so those so, ones kind of hurt, but like they made sense. Hmm. The Concorde man.
1: Yeah. I, I'm just, uh, you know, the Richie was a great bike. It was, it rode really well. I, I had a lot of good times, uh, on that bike. I've crashed that bike in front of you, causing you to crash. Um, yep. you know, well, I've, that's, uh, that's, we're,
0: we're brought you guys together. You and the bike.
1: Uh, yeah. Nice. That was one of our first bonding moments. So, um. You know, a lot of good memories, uh, sending that one out the door. Uh, it went to, uh, a friend of the show Arch, uh, in, uh, Brooklyn, New York, uh, where you might see it around with my, uh, Swift cycles, uh, team edition or rider name badge still on the, uh, on the top tube there. <laughs> so nice. Very cool. Yep.
0: Well, that, I mean, it's a nice bike. Even if that, uh, dent becomes more dented, it's fixable because steel is real. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't think it will. I think it, it, I've been riding it around since I dented it for about a year now. But um, yeah, I, I think it'll be fine. But um, yeah, yeah I'm, like a long time. I'm wishing it well in its next life. I passed it along for a song. Uh, you know, because of because of that, and you know, because yeah. sometimes you just need to tear the bandaid off and get it get it gone. I I might not have done it otherwise. So.
0: Um, i i know how that goes i've have uh we have a gunner here that we've been trying to sell for a while at the, at the homestead and uh just not willing to go too much lower on the price but yeah. it means it's just not selling you know yeah so yeah.
1: all right well uh little guy i think we've wrapped up our emails uh we've hit the uh cyclocross hot button with uh, bill and um i think we covered everything else we need to cover unless there's something uh, i'm forgetting
0: No, I think that's all. I think we just need to hold our breath until next weekend in Worlds, and you know it'll it'll be good. I'm excited, and I'm excited to get back with you and (laughs) you and Timmy and break it down. We obviously don't have Tim's predictions, but we know that you or me were probably more right than he will be. So,
1: well, we do know we know we know Tim would pick uh, anybody but Wout. So that's yeah, that's true. Um, so we just, uh, want to say thanks for listening to the slow ride podcast. Um, you can email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments about the show, uh, you can check us out over at wideanglepodium.com. You can also find Bill's show over at wideanglepodium.com Uh, our intro and outro music are, uh, from BK one of rhyme sayers entertainment, uh, a track called Tema Du Cannibal off the album Radio Du Cannibal. And um, with that, uh, I've been Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts.
0: I am still Matt in Minneapolis.
1: And we would like to remind you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road.
0: Especially when it's this cold out. Just a little nod of, hey, we're both idiots. The Slow Ride Podcast bikes advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.